Hey, what's going on? My name's Lee Hopkins. My pronouns are he, him, his, and you're listening to the Patterns of Possibility podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you replace harmful patterns with new possibilities. In each episode, we'll explore topics that inspire you to be yourself, live your truth, and make lasting friendships. In this episode, we're going to talk about what it means to become a more relaxed, chill, cool person. Are you ready? Let's go. Anxiety can make it hard for us to develop new relationships because our brains begin to laser focus on our behaviors and other people's reactions to our behaviors. So we are so focused on making sure that the other person is comfortable, they like us, we fit in, that we can't relax. Our brains won't let us be ourselves and it's stressful. Because all we want to do is chill out and enjoy the moment. And our brains just won't let us. I would constantly scan the atmosphere or the environment for people's temperament to see how they felt or if they liked me for signals and signs of that stuff. But I couldn't relax and I couldn't be myself. I would try to conform and change and become somebody else that I thought that they would like. That caused me so much stress. If you know what I'm talking about, say amen. All I want to do is chill out. And on the other hand, I would go to places, parties or wherever. I would go to different places, even just in my work atmosphere. I would see people who were calm and who were cool, who were collected. And I wonder, what the hell? How did they do that? Do you know what I mean? Like, if you've ever witnessed someone chill, who's just chill, who cares, carries that relaxed demeanor, it's, it's a really nice feeling because encountering them makes me less anxious because I keep looking for a response to what I'm doing. If my anxiety is showing and I'm fidgeting or whatnot, I'm looking for a response to what I'm doing and how they might be perceiving it or and if they are just calm and relaxed and cool, then I realize subconsciously my brain starts to relax. And it's like, they are fine. I don't need to do anything. They're fine. I don't need to perform. I don't need to try to change anything. I'm fine. I may still have some anxiety about what they, what I think they felt. At the end, I might overthink it again. But in the moment, I get to be calmed a bit by their energy, knowing that no matter what I do, they are just going to be, gives me a sense of, well, no matter what I do, can't I just be? So if you ever witness somebody who's chill like that, they'll draw you in, right? Without really doing anything. And I always wondered, how do they do that? Better yet, how can I do that? Now, why I don't have a cure for anxiety, I do have a few things that you can practice to help you become more chill, more cool, more relaxed, all right? So I have five tips for you. The first one is 
Practice self-soothing. Self-soothing is when you're bothered, you can get grounded in the fact that you don't have to react. It's a bit like I just described. Self-soothing is your own mechanism to calm yourself down. What you'll do is take a few slow, deep breaths and tell yourself that what you're feeling is normal and that you're going to be okay. Number two, learn how to find peace in stillness. When you have an opportunity on your own, be somewhere quiet. Put down your phone and simply exist with your thoughts. It's again an exercise in knowing that you are okay and that you are comfortable with yourself and your thoughts without any other distractions. Number three, move slowly and mindfully. Now this one is really awesome. I love this one because it keeps you in the moment, focusing on what you are doing and being intentional about your own actions and how it makes you feel. Get to know how your body moves. Get to know how you feel at different parts of the day. Get to know yourself. Number four, develop your emotional intelligence. This is where you're learning about your feelings and how others might express their feelings. You learn what makes you feel angry, what makes you feel sad, joy, disgust, anticipation. Learn how that feels in your body and also learn how to recognize it in others. That will help you make a really great connection. It'll make you calm in the sense that you can see how they're experiencing that they're having their experience and it has nothing to do with you. Number five, find someone who inspires your idea of chill, whatever that might be, find someone and watch them because having a model will help you see how they respond to problems with this template of a model. You can develop your own sense of style. For me, mine is a fictional character. Um, if you've ever heard of Ted Lasso, you might be able to relate to this, but I loved Ted Lasso and how he is so unbelievably strong in his boundary setting, but he's also kind, polite, and respectful to others. I really enjoyed that about him. Now, I know he's a fictional character and he may be someone that is not realistic in the sense of, wow, he doesn't show any different sides of him, but he's a template to help me solve specific problems in my life. And the problem of being a more chill person and relaxed in the face of me saying no to someone, something that might upset me or feel uncomfortable to me, this man creates a very clear template of what I can possibly do. So for you, find someone who is your idea of chill. So those are my five tips. Practice self-soothing, learn how to find peace and stillness, move slowly and mindfully, develop your emotional intelligence, and then finally, find someone who inspires your idea of chill. I'll be right back with the Answer Reddit friendship advice question. This week's friendship advice question is, should I apologize for speaking up? So 
I have this friend lately that's been more meaner than ever before. I tried to ask him about it, but he just brushes it off. One day, as I was going through some stuff, I texted him that I would really like to spend some time with him so that we could talk because I was struggling. His reply was, that sounds like a you problem. And I took that personal because I was struggling hard and he's the only friend that I have, so that really hurt. My reply was, with friends like you, I know that's a me problem, hinting that I couldn't count on him even for just a small chat that I really needed. Since he hasn't texted me, spoken to me, nothing, he just ghosted me like that. Since then, he hasn't spoken to me. Um, so I don't know what to do now. That was the end. Wow, I chose this one because I was really surprised by what was in here. It's very short, but um, his friend is meaner than ever before. That stuck out to me right away because it implies to me that his friend hasn't been nice ever. His friend really has just been mean and is getting progressively more angry and, and meaner. And then um, the idea that this friend can be somewhat supportive to the the poster, whoever posted this. They're looking for their mean friend to be supportive to them. And finally, they say that this is their only friend. They say that there's only friends. So those are three things that really jumped out at me. In this episode of being a chill person, I picked this one because it seems that the friendship is a lopsided, disadvantaged, imbalanced friendship in the sense that there's one friend with all the power and the other one is just a beggar who's hoping to get some attention. That's what it seems like. Pretty harsh way to describe it. But emotionally, that's what it seems like. Please, please pay attention to me just a little. And now the friend, now the poster has come to Reddit. And I hope that they find some information here that will help them relieve themselves from this kind of friendship or connection. Because it's, it's very toxic in the sense that both of you, I say both, because I don't like to say a toxic friendship without addressing both sides of the coin because both of you don't seem to connect with each other. The other friend is being really mean and it seems like the poster is vying for the friend not to be mean, but to be kind and hearing and hopeful. And they're hopeful of that. And uh, I look at the poster and I wonder what is it about this friend that wants, that you want to stay connected and close to them? I know that they're your only friend, but they are not the only person in the entire world. They're not the only person in the entire world. What is it about them that makes you want to be connected and close to them? What is it about them that makes you want to push past the anger or try to change them from being angry? Because they are really being clear to me I'm an outsider looking in to being very clear that they can't provide the emotional support that you're looking for, that you need. And I think they can't even do it for themselves. 
because they are not a chill person. They're not in touch with their own feelings. They express it as anger really quickly. I believe that that's what I'm getting from your side. It's expressed in a way that is harmful and hurtful to you. And as a chill person, I think that you could take your feelings and express them in a way with emotional intelligence that you, the poster, could understand. So your angry friend could say, hey, to you, um, I'm frustrated about this and I'm sorry I can't help you or something along those lines in which you would feel supported but understood. All right. So it's also your responsibility and your ability to hear it, to hear that they cannot support you. And here to me, after my years of experience in relationships just like this, I hear them screaming that they cannot support you and I'm not quite sure that you hear them. I'm not quite sure you hear them saying, I can't support you, I don't have the tools you need. You may, on the other hand, want to tell them how they can support you, but this is where the toxicity comes in, is that they're not listening. You're not listening to each other. They're screaming that it's a you problem, and you're saying back, yes, it's a me problem, obviously, but here's what you can do to help me. Because you're looking for them to open up communication and hopefully talk to you and hopefully be there for you if they only if they just do what you want them to do. So you're both stuck in this dynamic in which you're trying to change each other. And that's what makes it toxic. He's trying to get you to listen. You're trying to get him to listen. They're not talking. You're not talking. You're not hearing each other. So it becomes toxic because you'll want to change each other to listen. It takes one person to chill out and essentially decide that they're going to hear what the other person has to say. And I hope Redditor, the poster, I hope that is you here in this moment, that you really hear that they cannot support you. And you do some of the exercises where you're self-soothing. You're connecting with yourself a little more. You're understanding what your needs are and how they cannot meet them. And that's okay that you can find someone else to connect to. So what should you do now? What should you do now? Well, I'd encourage you to journal your feelings because right now there's a lot of things going on. You said you're having a hard time and now you're having a hard time with your friend on top of that. And now the idea of losing your friend is another thing that's on top of it. So there's a lot of emotion swirling around and it might be difficult to pick out what to do and have your anxiety chill. Your anxiety will be over the moon if you over the I don't think that term is used right, but out there it's it's gonna be out there over the moon is like a joyful thing, isn't it but um your your anxiety will shoot through the roof and you will be really anxious because you want your friend to respond to you, you want to have a, a connection, you don't have anyone else to turn to, and it feels isolating and hopeless and Anxiety will just feed on that. What is it? What is it I'm doing? What What about me? Why didn't I need to do anything better? And such and such, I don't know what to do now. Well, it's all your fault. All of that stuff can seep in. So I encourage you to write it down, get it out of your head and on some paper so that you can look at it another time when you're not in a heightened emotional state. You get that out on a piece of paper, you'll be in less of an, in a heightened emotional state and you'll be able to revisit that and think about it 
with less emotion and more intention to figure out what you should do next. So first of all, write it down. Take some deep breaths and relax. Think about your relationship then. What is good about your relationship? What do you desire to keep? And what don't you desire to keep in your relationship? And if you put on, if you neglect to put on your, well, a big red flag or a big not want (laughs) on your relationship pros and cons is you don't want somebody who's going to dismiss your feelings because right now it has happened and you are devastated by that. They couldn't even help you. They can't help you in a situation in which you desperately need them. A friend like that, even if they're your only friend, makes you feel lonely. So write out your pros and cons. What is it that you want? What is it that you don't want? And then finally, you want to take some time by yourself. You want to be by yourself and try to figure out more of what you do want. Because I imagine on that list of what you do want, it might be short, it might be unclear, it might not be concise or precise, I mean. It might be things like someone who will treat me nice, someone who will respect me. Well, do some reflection to figure out exactly what it is that you what people can do, specific actions and behaviors that they can do to treat you nicely, that make you feel respected, okay? And then start searching for people, start talking to people that can do those things. Go try new things and find new people who can share some new experiences with you. Be mindful of your experiences. Okay, Redditor, thank you so much for writing. I know that you didn't ask me to answer your question, but I did, and I hope that you find something here that will help you sincerely. Best of luck to you. Take care. My name is Coach Lee Hopkins, and you have been listening to the Patterns of Possibility podcast. You can find me at PatternsofPossibility.com and on all social media at Patterns of Possibility. And as always, I want to encourage you to be yourself, live your truth, and there you'll make lasting friendships.